how to maximize your muscle gains. Hey, what's happening? This is Isai Rodriguez, host of the Caspination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this here beautiful blue planet. So today we'll be tackling the discussion of how to maximize your muscle gains. And listen, health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. And so I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Fascination Mind Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. If that sounds good to you, then get on over to podcast.fascination.com slash mindhacks right now to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Be in the know starting right now. And so with that being said, let's get right into the show. <laughs> All right, baby. I am so pumped up right now. I am so uh, fired up. I just got back uh, earlier this week. I just got back from Vegas where I was at this insane fitness convention where they, you know, I learned so much good stuff there uh, this weekend as far as, you know, exercise techniques and different concepts and, you know, everything from stretching to weightlifting to suspension training to breathing. (laughs) There's a proper way to align your body uh, when you're breathing. So these a lot of these little tips um, and, and knowledge and education that I've gotten over the week or over this convention, I've got tons of notes, I've got slides, I've got videos, I've got so much <laughs> information to share with you and I will be leaking that out to you slowly via this podcast and, uh, you know, certain uh, blog posts that I make to my uh, site. So yeah, I'm psyched up. I had such a great time. I met with the one and only Billy Blanks, creator of the Tybo workout. That was insane. I've got some, uh, you know, some pictures with him. I got to talk with him. I got to shake his hand. The dude is genuine. He is uh, if anybody, I mean, if you don't know who Ty, uh, uh, who Billy Blanks is, Google him. He is, he was huge. He's still pretty, he's still huge in the fitness industry. I'm pretty sure anybody that is remotely related to the fitness industry, anybody around it, like really serious about fitness, if you name Billy Blanks, I'm certain that they will know who it is that you're talking about. This dude, again, he is real. He is hardcore. He is also 60 something years old and he kicked my motherfucking ass <laughs> during a live workout. I had so much fun. That was great. Um, yeah, but um, what else is popping? 
this week on the Daspination podcast. <laughs> so you've probably, I, I made this announcement last episode that I was uh, changing up the format a bit um, and I'm planning on bringing in, uh, hopefully bringing in some, um, you know, some trainers, nutritionists, maybe some doctors, influencers, things like that, so that I can interview them, pick their brain, I wouldn't say live. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll eventually we'll get to the live part. But I, I want to interview them and and literally pick their brain and and hear what they have to say. And maybe we can collaborate a little, you know. But I want to do that and, and bring that to you so that we can both benefit mutually. Like the stuff that they're doing right now, what's working for them right now, what they're seeing in the industry right now, what's working uh, health-wise, what's working wellness-wise, what's working fitness-wise in their business, in their industry, finding out what they're doing to build their business, finding out what they're uh, preaching, what they're uh, putting out there in the uh, fitness world, in the fitness arena, and uh, you know, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, so in order for me to do that, uh, one of the biggest changes is to cut down the segments. So I initially had, you know, healthy conversations, and then Mighty Man, uh, and and I'm, we're gonna we're gonna do away with that because again, like I mentioned um, in the last episode, there was there's there seems to be a little confusion, and and I'm gonna take that upon myself that I'm not. I guess maybe I'm not communicating well enough uh, and I'm working on that. I am definitely working on that because I would like to convey the information that I have uh, in my head, in my notes to you directly via my words. So I am working on that. (laughs) In order to do that, I need to uh, communicate better apparently. So part of the confusion is the connection of the show name versus the content uh, that's being provided. So sometimes it was a little, uh, not misguided, but it doesn't fully capture the essence of the show. So if I cut it down to one uh, segment where I focus on the one topic per show, then that connection between uh, you know, show title, show name, and the content will be a little closer. Like it'll be tied together a little better. And so, yeah, that's the that's the main idea. That's the gist. That's the uh, point of the change. And I'm hoping that it helped both of us to educate each other <laughs> or or go along this journey of learning fitness and, and health and wellness and staying healthy and strong. Um, you know, hopefully it helps both of us. So that being said, let's move into our meat and potatoes as I'm calling it now um, with how to maximize your muscle gains. So, <laughs> Let's get right into it. When we talk about uh, gaining muscle, it's no secret that, uh, you know, exercise and proper uh, nutrition are key. Not only that, but, you know, there's a lot of different factors that contribute to the rate of muscle gain. So we're talking about things like, you know, your training experience, your sex, age, and the type of exercise that you do. 
And with all of these variables to consider, uh, you might wonder how much muscle you can really gain in a month. You know, has that, like, have you ever thought about that? Like, <laughs> literally, like, <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. You know, let, let's talk about how much muscle you can gain in a month, <laughs> including how to get started and supplements that you should consider taking. So exactly how much muscle can you gain? Let's start with that question because I think it's a great question. And, uh, you know, if you're not considering this, <laughs> you know, if you're not thinking about this, then you're not really going to make any gains because if you're not thinking about how much you can gain, that means that you're not going to be keeping track of it because it's not significant enough for you. And if you're not tracking your progress, then you will make no progress. You know what I mean? So for the most part, uh, gaining muscle is a slow, gradual process. Uh, in fact, uh, if you're looking for sizable results, then, you know, we're talking about years, not even months. Like, like if you're looking for those serious muscle gains that we're talking about years, not months, like you're going to be training for quite a bit of time. That being said, you know, laying it out there, you know, beginners and some intermediate lifters may be able to see some small changes uh, after just a few months of intense training. So although it's, you know, nearly impossible to really determine uh, exactly how much muscle you can gain in a month, you know, there are studies that, uh, you know, that can give you a really, a really good idea. Um, so one study in, in 30 college-aged men, not, not 30-year-olds, 30 college-aged men, so, you know, uh, lower 20s to mid-20s, I suppose. I think that was the actual uh, number. So this, uh, this study with these 30 college-aged men, they had previous training experience like they and the study showed that um you know that they saw a a 23 percent increase in one of the major leg muscles after six weeks of resistance training think about that <laughs> now it's kind of important to mention that you know this recorded muscle growth was primarily due to increased storages uh, or storage of carbs in the body uh, there was also another smaller, uh, older study that showed how the trainees had uh, a 5.6% increase in muscle size after 21 weeks of strength training in eight uh, non-strength trained athletes. So this was, a, again, this was a really small study, uh, but the, you know, the, the results were the same for all eight. And what they found was that these eight strength trained athletes had less growth. So they, all eight, they didn't have as much muscle growth as the, um, you know, the, the people in the, uh, you know, in that, in that first study with the 30 college aged uh, men. So basically this means that the trainees with no prior strength training experience, that first group or that first study, you know, they had a better chance for muscle gains than athletes with previous training experience, you know, so <laughs> go figure that. Now, the data is limited on exactly how much muscle 
you can gain in a month because it's ex not exactly easy to study athletes. Like, think about it. Like, no professional coach is simply going to hand over their athletes and say, yeah, you know, sure, test away on my elite athletes, you know. I need them <laughs> to win this game so that I can get paid more, but, you know, I'm going to allow you to do all these tests on, on these athletes. Like, it's it's not going to happen, you know what I mean? So that's part of the reason why it's, it's typically hard to find uh, research study data on professional athletes. So, yeah, but from the limited data that it is on record at this moment, <laughs> you know, what it suggests is that short-term muscle growth is, is modest at best in... Uh, natural athletes. So basically, new trainees will see more muscle gains in less uh, in less time than trainees that have already been training. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, if you haven't been working out at all, and then you start working out, you know, well, you'll probably see more noticeable changes than if you were already working out, you know, because if you're already working out, then you have to work out even harder. <laughs> you know, if you haven't been doing anything, then, you know, any type of workout that you do, anything that you lift, you will see, you will feel results. You know what I mean? So, you know, the question now <laughs> is, well, then how do we get started? You know, where do we start? That's the question. So when you're looking to uh, you know, gain muscle fast. There, there's a few things you, you can focus on to to get the most efficient results. One of the most important factors you should focus on is intensity, like the the actual how intense your workouts are. Because ideally, you'll want to aim for high intensity resistance, to so that it, it some some type of exercise that falls into the eight to twelve rep range so we're talking about compound movements exercise like different types of squats <laughs> bench press deadlift overhead press the snatch and the clean and jerk movements <laughs> these exercises work multiple muscle groups at the same time so uh you know they, they really improve the efficiency of your workout because they're working multiple muscles at the same time so you get a better more um efficient workout you know you get more bang for your buck as they say and and actually you know and that that actually stimulates more muscle growth or or stimulates the growth of muscle more effectively <laughs> you know what i mean now on top of these basic compound exercises exercises you want to make sure you add several different isolated exercises to target uh, you know, specific muscle groups. So where compound exercises hit multiple muscles with the isolated exercises, you target one muscle group at a time. This gives you maximum potential for muscle growth and really stimulates them into action. You know, it really gets them going. And while we're talking about stimulating your muscles <laughs> it's important to understand how cardio fits into your routine when it comes to muscle gains and the reality is that cardio exercise is great and super important for your overall health <laughs> you know but it doesn't really play a huge or major role 
in muscle gain. Uh, you see, so in order uh, for you to build muscle, you basically need to be lifting heavy weights, period. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You'll also want to eat more calories than what you burn, you know, because you're trying to put, put on a little muscle weight and the muscle feeds on energy and that energy comes from food. So you're going to be, you know, you're going to need more uh, more calories than what you actually burn. It's kind of counterintuitive, but that's just how your body works, period, you know? Now, not only that, but the amount of protein that you eat has to be higher than the amount of carbs that you take in. That's another nutritional key. So basically, if you're looking for, uh, you know, muscle growth, then cardio won't really help you because ultimately it's just gonna it's just not gonna add a single gram <laughs> of muscle to your body like to your frame the best way to burn fat and build muscle at the same time is by making sure that you're hitting all of the right muscle groups with each workout making that efficient making your workouts getting the most bang out of your buck for each workout that you do you know it's easy to overtrain your muscles by focusing too much on you know in one area so you need to be conscious of this you know and so in order to do this uh, what i suggest is using compound movements again like squatting deadlifting benching pull-ups chin-ups you know the overhead presses uh rows and lunges kettlebell swings, barbell curls, like all that good stuff. That way you're working multiple muscle groups and building muscle at the same time. Efficiency, baby, efficiency. So you definitely want to get some cardio into your routine simply for the health benefits. But if you if your ultimate goal is to put on muscle, <laughs> then you don't want to be running marathons or anything like that, you know? You're going to want more muscle-activating uh, exercises and less cardiovascular as exercises. It's that simple, you know? And as I usually suggest, you may find it helpful to consult a certified trainer to help you put together, you know, an exercise program that works just for you. And I actually I have a great recommendation if you're, uh, looking for a trainer that's ready to work closely with you uh, right now to reach your goals, uh, let me know. <laughs> reach out and I'll get that info for you ASAP. Just send a quick message to isai at diasplanation.com and I'll forward you some information on the trainer that I recommend. But that being said, <laughs> all that being said, let's not forget about proper nutrition. This is another critical component of gaining muscle quickly. So if you're not getting the right nutrition into your body, then how do you expect to get the right performance out of your body, right? Think about that for a second. Are you still with me? <laughs> Great. So what I found works best are some general recommendations that I got from formal training way back in the day. So for the best results, uh, it's recommended that you eat 10 to 20% uh, more calories than your total daily energy expenditure. <laughs> so the total amount of energy that you're putting out per day, you want to eat 10 to 20% more calories 
than that. You know what I mean? So what does this mean, right? What is what, like? Are you are you scratching your head right now? Like what what the heck does all of that mean? Well, hello. <laughs> what this means to you specifically is that you should aim to consume slightly more calories than what you burn, right? Because here's the thing. Gaining muscle is an energy expensive process. It takes a lot of energy to put on muscle mass. You know what I mean? Because you, you're, you know, you need to lift weights and that's a lot of explosive energy that you need to do. You're, you need to, uh, your body needs to repair itself. That takes energy too. So you need uh, more, uh, more energy coming in than what your uh, body needs to get through the day, you, you understand? So, and where do we get this energy from? It's food, of course. It's what we put into our body. This is most often referred to as bulking, you know, and sometimes accomplished by using a, you know, a clean or a dirty approach, depending on your dietary choices and, and the amount of time for the entire muscle building process you have available to you. And here's the thing is that people who don't eat enough protein have like they have a harder time gaining muscle. And since protein is the major building block of, uh, you know, muscle tissue, <laughs> then to keep your muscles at the peak performance, like to keep them at their peak performance potential, <laughs> it's important for you to make sure that you know you're getting enough protein period you know <laughs> it's recommended that you shoot for a protein intake of about anywhere between uh seven tenths to one gram so seven tenths of a gram to one gram anywhere in that range you're looking to get that amount per pound of body weight that you have you know that's that's the general recommendation by the book <laughs> but what i've learned from this year's a fitness convention is that what the book says versus what actually works in the in real life are two totally different things so what i ultimately suggest is this you know if you're serious about making some good muscle gains and you've already consulted with a you know personal trainer talk to talk to them you know talk to them about uh what their what their thoughts are on protein intake for the amount of work that they're giving you because depending on your specific goals, that recommendation of one gram of protein per pound of body weight, that might be totally wrong for you. You know, that's a good recommendation if you have no other input. You know, you can go by that recommendation, but ultimately you wanna to talk to a professional and get that specific um, amount that they recommend for you and your body, your weight, dependent on the type of workout that they're giving you to do at the gym, you know what I mean? So, and if you need any type of nutritional guidance, again, reach out to me. I'll get you in contact with the right people that'll get you on the fast track to bulking like a pro. Let me know, isai at daspination.com and I'll get that information for you, ASAP. So now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, you know, let's talk about the different populations out there and how they should be training for max muscle growth. And we're gonna talk about a few and you can kind of fit where it is that you are and who you are into one of these groups 
and take that information accordingly, you know? So, uh, you know, one of the main factors in the rate of muscle gain is your training age. <laughs> this concept of your training age or how long it is that you've been training. Two other important things to consider are your age and your sex, which can also greatly affect, you, you know, the muscle building in your body. We'll be focusing more on the men because after all, you know, this is the Dadspination podcast, right? <laughs> you know, that's, so anyway, let's start with the beginners, you know? So people that have, you know, that have not been training for at all, you know, for all that long, you know, when, when you're just getting started with strength and hypertrophy, like those types of training then, or, or, you know, muscle building training, you have the greatest potential for muscle growth and, uh, you know, reaching those goals if you're a beginner. We, we talked about this towards the beginning of the show. And this is simply because training in your life is a new stimulus. It's brand new to your body. So, <laughs> you know, as your muscles are worked, uh, growth happens naturally in order to prepare you for future training. You know what I mean? So, and now that being said, muscle growth is still limited to the initial stages of resistance training, most of your strength gains are due to neural adaptations. So it's, again, it's in your head, it's in your brain. It, these connective pathways, that's your brain learning and understanding how the movement works under load. <laughs> like that's where the biggest uh, gains are, you know, because you start incorporating all these other muscle groups for, you know, stabilizing and lifting and all this stuff, pushing, pulling. This means that as you train, your brain gets better at recruiting muscle fibers that contract and extend and things like that during a particular exercise. So if you're a beginner to resistance training, you're unlikely to see any sizable muscle gains you know, in your first month of training, like you're not gonna explode out of nowhere. Even if you're gaining strength, you know, so you will be, uh, or you should be getting stronger. You're gonna, you're gonna feel like the light, the, the weights are getting stronger, but you're not gonna visibly see muscles in your first month of training. So this means you'll get, again, you'll, you'll be getting stronger for, from a muscle perspective but that strength doesn't necessarily translate into actual mux, uh, muscle expansion or muscle growth, you know? Because again, you're, you're, you may be a, uh, hitting or working that bicep, but there's a lot of other muscles that need to be trained in order for you to start really seeing those muscle gains, you know? However, if you stick with it, you will eventually see your muscles expand <laughs> and your strength will continue to increase. So if you're a newbie, the best way to build muscle is to do a lot of reps at low weights, you know? Start with set sets of 12 to 15 reps at, uh, you know, 50% of your one rep max. So if you don't know what your one rep max, it really is what that means. You do one rep and see how heavy you can go. So if you start, let's say, a bicep curl you know if, if you're if you start with 10 then you do 15 you then you do 20 and then you just go all the way up one time one rep until you can't do that bicep curl anymore and whatever that max is 
what's 50% of it? That's, that's where you start. Do 12 to 15 reps of that 50% mark of your one rep max. And as your strength improves, as you get stronger, you can slowly add more weight each week. Really, that's how you progress. For most beginners, uh, doing a full body workout will be sufficient. <laughs> you know, you should focus on your chest, your back, your shoulders, and legs. That's it. Build that up. Those are the fundamentals. Get that out of the way. Build that up, and then you move on to the intermediate phase. And now, how about intermediates? You know, these are the people who have been training consistently for at least a year. And by consistently, we're talking about three to four, you know, at least three times a week, preferably more, uh, for a year. That's what we're talking about here. They've got the fundamental movements down to a science almost, you know. At this point in time, like you can move forward towards the intermediate phase of training. This tends to be where, you know, uh, trainees spend the most time with a lot of people or some people never really progressing onto the advanced phase. During the late uh, beginner and early intermediate training phase, <laughs> you have the most potential for muscular growth. This is where you actually see muscle gains, like like visibly, you know, you, your muscles start to take on nice shape. Uh, you, you clearly can lift more weights. You're, you're more defined. You have more shape, things like that. This is the point in your journey when you've moved past the neural adaptation uh, phase that we talked about early, uh, earlier with the beginning phase, you know. Basically, your muscle memory is pretty good at this point, and you can consistently do the moves uh, most of the movements well enough. And so you're stimulating a significant amount of muscle growth. <laughs> if this is you, then cheers to you. You're doing great and you're on the road to becoming an advanced trainee. Uh, this intermediate phase is pretty consistent. You just have to keep hitting it and improving your strength. Keep hitting it and improving your strength. Week in, week out, day in, day out. Workout after workout after workout. Just keep hitting those weights. Keep improving and you will eventually get to the advanced trainee stage. And so that leaves us with the tr advanced training uh, stage or the advanced trainees. So the advanced phase of training takes a good amount of time and effort to reach. You know, we're talking about at least two years for even the most gifted athletes, you know what I mean? So if you are a gifted athlete, we're looking at at least two full years of intense training as we were talking, getting through that intermediate phase. You know, at this point, most trainees have reached most of their muscle and strength gains and new muscle mass is pretty hard to come by. We talked about earlier, uh, talked about that earlier. It becomes a little bit more difficult to actually put on muscle weight. Not impossible, just more a little bit more difficult. Because in order to uh, to make any type of gains as an advanced trainee, uh, you you know it usually requires advanced training techniques. You know that are specifically made for maximal muscle stimulation and even in the best case scenario like natural advanced trainees like they may not see more than a few pounds of muscle gain per year and this reminds me of a story about 
Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. <laughs> you know, he's basically the greatest basketball player who ever lived. You know, sorry, uh, Stephen Curry, I love you. Move over, LeBron James. With all due respect, RIP, Kobe Bryant, you know, Michael Jordan is the man. Is, was, will always be until further notice. At the moment, I should say, you know. So anyway, I was watching the documentary The Last Dance about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls of the 1990s. Dating myself, I know. <laughs> and there was this, there was an episode where Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson were talking, like they're they're discussing how he needed to, Jordan needed to put on more muscle weight in order to be more of a physical player. He was going into these games and he was getting beat up by like, you know, these bigger, more physical players, you know? And, and he was like, you know, I've had it. I've had enough of it. I need to put on more weight. I need to become more physical. I need to be stronger to be more and more competitive. Then, then they, you know, they fast forward in this episode they fast forward through the off season and you know <laughs> they're showing him in the gym and how much work he was putting in and, and how he was actually able to put on almost 20 pounds of pure muscle and more importantly they talked about how difficult it was for him to gain that weight and that's what we're talking about that think about that a world class athlete like michael jordan struggled to put on only 20 pounds of muscle that's what we're talking about here. You know, once you get to this elite level, like to, to the advanced training stage, then it's gonna be, uh, it, it's gonna be hard to make significant gains. It's, it's not that you can't, it's not that it's impossible, but it's more like, uh, you know, for you to make serious gains or additional gains, you really have to push and make it happen. So anyway, <laughs> just something to think about. You know, but moving the conversation along, let's talk about the different demographics, more specifically men versus women versus older adults in general. You know, so let's start with men, since, again, this is a this is primarily a show about distinguished older gentlemen like myself and yourself. <laughs> you know, in general, men have uh, a few advantages over women when it comes to gaining muscle, according to both older and newer research, uh, men tend to have larger, more uh, numerous muscle fibers. Because of this, it allows for, uh, you know, overall bigger muscle gains, you know, and, and which leads to an increased potential of building strength. Obviously, more muscle that you have in your body, the more strength that you can pull out of those muscles, you know? Not only that, but men have a high, like they have higher levels of testosterone. <laughs> you knew that, right? You know, this is the major male sex hormone that's responsible for manly characteristics like muscle development, key number 1, right? Body hair and the deepening of their voice. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> These two factors combine in men and allow us to gain more muscle than women over a month's time. It's just nature, you know, it's how we're built. It's how the human uh, body is engineered, you know. Women are at a slight disadvantage when it comes to quick muscle and strength building due to genetic and hormonal differences. Emphasis on the word 
slight. <laughs> That's I want that to stand out to you women, uh, for the women that who are listening to me out there. Because with enough work and the right supplements, I've seen some very intimidating looking women. So I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's not impossible if that's what you're after. You can certainly build up strength. You don't have to build up muscle. But if that's you, just know that it is possible. Might take a little bit more work. You know, it doesn't come as natural to you, but it can, you know, it can be done. So that being said, women actually have an advantage over men. Listen up when it comes to exercise fatigue and recovery. So like they're often able to handle more exercise volume and recover quickly, you know, and, and this like I, I go through this all the time. So I work out with my wife. She does some uh, dance fitness routines over Zoom. And, uh, you know, a lot of times she she's like going crazy, like and I'm, I'm over here huffing and puffing like like she can she's she's on fire and, and I'm struggling just to keep up. And it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, your, your physical uh, abilities or anything like that. It's just that women have this natural ability to, um, to, to do more work and to recover better. And that's another thing. I'll be, <laughs> you know, I'll be uh, sore for quite a few days after these workouts, you know, if, when, if and when I push hard enough. And like in a day or two, she's okay. She's great. Like she's she's ready for another one. And I'm still like you know I'm still rubbing my uh, my glutes. I'm rubbing my shoulders. My you know my abs. And, and she's ready to go. So listen to me when I tell you that I know from experience that women do uh, you know they are capable of more exercise uh, volume and that they are better at recovering from <laughs> these exercise volumes. So this is mainly due, again, because of the higher levels of estrogen, one of the primary female sex hormones. It's it's thought to have a protective effect on you know skeletal muscle, which gives them the ability to recover quicker and to sustain a higher exercise volume. So it is in your DNA, it's in your genetics, you know? So basically, or maybe not genetics, but you know, uh, definitely the DNA. <laughs> so basically, if, if, if uh, you know, even, even though men tend to gain muscle at a faster rate than women, it, uh, like women appear to recover from exercise more efficiently. It's just the way it is. <laughs> your women, your body is engineered more like uh, Wolverine's adamantium body. I don't know if that rings a bell with you guys, uh, with you women, but I know for the most of you guys, you, you know what I'm talking about. This is the uh, fictional metal alloy that's bonded <laughs> to Wolverine's body and skeleton. It's also what gives him this superhuman, this superhuman regenerative properties he's known for like so he can if you're familiar with with wolverine you know that you know he can take a bullet and he'll pass out for a second but then his body just kind of repairs itself it pushes the blood the the bullet out and then he's back to you know he's living again so women this ability to handle more training volume over time and to recover quickly you can totally use this to your advantage, use what the what the good Lord gave you. You know what I mean. 
And, and how about older adults? Let's talk about them for a bit, you know? How are they affected by muscle growth? Can they effectively put on muscle? That's a great question. Great questions. And here's what I found, <laughs> you know? First off, sarcopenia, <laughs> which is a condition that leads to muscle and strength loss, this is one of the several factors associated with the aging process in both men and women, you know, not just men, but older men and women, period, all of us. So fortunately, resistance training has been shown to slow down this effect or even slightly reverse the effect in older adults. So that, that's a good thing, you know what I mean? While the rate of muscle gain tends to be slower in the aging population, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you can't reach any significant improvements in muscle strength and functional mobility. It's still very possible to become stronger and more mobile by, you know, getting involved in some strength training. <laughs> you know, what we have to keep in mind is that we need to remember how important it is to follow a regular exercise uh, regimen that includes uh, resistance training as you age. I, I can't stress this enough. You know, this is super, 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 <laughs> it is super important, you know? And now let's talk about supplementation, you know? Do supplements help? That's the question. The short answer is yes, they do, you know? But it's a little more involved than just a yes or no answer. You know, so while you're on your journey down muscle gain lane, <laughs> you know, you'll find plenty of supplements that may enhance your results, you know? And while a lot of supplement companies and their, you know, they, they claim that their products can help you pack on muscle quickly, <laughs> you know, only a few types of supplements can honestly say that they have extensive scientific data behind their claims you know so this is a fact you know there's there's plenty of supplements out there that are number one you know you hear it all the time you see it on television you see it on social media this uh product this you know whatever is number one as per their website but very few have actual scientific data behind it so that being said i kind of i have a short very short list of some of these supplements for you to look into. First up is the tried and true All-American Protein Powder. And before I start getting all the colorful comments in my feed, uh, no, uh, protein is not exclusively American. I know I said All-American, but that's just because that's who I am. Uh, but, you know, we do have a lot of variety, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's for sure. But that being said, there, there are a lot of types of proteins that come in different uh, isolated forms. So, you know, we have milk proteins like whey or casein or, or, you know, plant proteins like pea and brown rice. So when you're looking to promote muscle gain, when you're trying to pack on the muscle weight, then getting enough protein is essential, you know? And, and this is simply because it gives your body the essential building blocks necessary for skeletal muscle to grow. So the, what the experts are recommending is, is for you to get 20 to 40 grams of high quality protein per day. So what we're talking about here is protein that contains 
all the essential amino acids and, and that are easily digested within two hours of resistance exercise to maximize, to get the most results in, you know, with your muscle gains. That's what we're talking about. And let's not, and let's go on the record here to, and say that, uh, you know, protein powders aren't exactly necessary. You know what I mean? You have to think about them as a tool. Like they're an excellent tool to help you meet your daily protein intake needs, especially, especially if you have trouble reaching those daily intake volumes through food alone. And who does it these days, you know? It, it's, I mean, shit. <laughs> but besides protein, what else do we have, you know? Good question, good question. Because think about this, we also have creatine. Creatine is, is another highly researched uh, supplement shown to promote muscle gains by increasing exercise capacity during high intensity training. It's a super important player in your phosphocreatine system. This system gives you energy for muscle contractions that last less than 15 seconds, such as, you know, when you're sprinting or, you know, complete a heavy lift. So basically think of all the explosive type of movements that require, you know, a lot of energy in a short amount of time. So if you're wondering where you can find creatine, well, you can find it in salmon, in beef for starters, you know, like things like that, foods like that. But you can also find high quality supplements. So it makes it easy for your body to store that in your muscles so that when you need it, it's there and available and ready for you to use. So there's also a supplement called HMB that's been shown to help uh, with muscle gains. HMB is a, is a metabolite. It's an end product of metabolism. It comes from an essential amino acid called leucine. It's been shown, uh, it, sh it, it has shown, I should say, uh, some promise in promoting uh, muscle and strength gains when, when combined with resistance training. So, you know, supplementing with HMB, it, it, it appears to increase like your the muscle synthesis and, and it uh, it kind of it looks like it reduces uh, like the muscle breakdown is what what I was understanding and these two side effects if you will <laughs> you know are thought to lead to some really nice muscle mass gains you know so that those again the 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 increase in muscle muscle synthesis and the reduced uh, muscle breakdown it helps with your uh, muscle mass gains. But, but these benefits were mainly noticed with new trainees and the elderly. So if that's, if you're in that category, then, you know, <laughs> that, that's something that you may want to think about, you know, or, or at least ask about, you know, and, and it was a, it was an interesting study because I was looking into, uh, I was personally looking into it at one point, but anyway, you know, you, you might be interested in trying HMB if, if you're new to resistance training again, or if you're. Uh, an older adult who's trying to retain or maintain, you know, your current muscle mass. But it looks like that, you know, if you're a, a more experienced trainee, then you might not see much of a difference with or without it. You know what I mean? You might be better off going with the straight creatine or uh, the protein. And here's the thing with, with muscle building supplements. There are many that claim to, to, to boost muscle mass 
only a few are backed by research, you know? And the main ones include, again, protein powders, creatine, and HMB. So, you know, that being said, how much muscle you can gain in a month depends on a lot of things. Uh, again, your sex, your age, and your training exper uh, experience, all of that plays a, a role in this equation, you know? So while certain populations can see noticeable muscle gains in just one month, uh, achieving significant changes in your body's muscle mass will no doubt <laughs> take effort and time. So, you know, and, and since I'm a straight shooter and always like to set expectations the right way, <laughs> I'll even go on the record and say that it often takes several years rather than months to see true muscle gains. So the best piece of advice that I can give you here is this. Listen up. In order for you to truly maximize your muscle gains, you'll need to follow a consistent high-intensity resistance training program and stick to it. <laughs> you need to stick to a proper diet that includes sufficient calories and protein. And I would also suggest you strongly consider taking select supplements, the right ones that work for you. And, and don't forget, it's always best to consult a qualified healthcare professional before starting any intense resistance training program. That's my disclaimer for you, you know what I mean? So such as, you know, uh, we're talking about this, something like this, that's we're talking about building muscle. That would count as an intense resistance training program or a regimen, you know, a workout. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your physician. Espe again, especially, especially if you have any underlying medical conditions, any ailments or, en or any other injuries that can potentially put you at risk for, you know, more injury or even, dare I say, death, you know, be smart about it. Consult with your doctor, you know, just a word of advice from one dad to another. I want you to be safe. I want you to make progress. I want you to live the best life you can live. I want you to be strong, but I also want you to be safe. <laughs> all right. And so with all that said, that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here. Nothing else. I hope I entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring you little manly sunshine to you. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be answering the question, is it safe to exercise in the heat? <laughs> so, fellas, if you've been thinking about working out at the beach or in the park this summer, then next week's episode is for you. And look, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. So I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Dad's Relation Night Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. That sounds good to you head on over to podcast.fascination.com slash to get your food today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve that's podcast.fascination.com slash again that's podcast.fascination.com slash you in the know starting right now until our next chat take care now bye